0: Welcome to the first edition of Amazing Adventures of Nothing Man. I have been thinking about doing this for quite a while. Uh, I've had the title in my mind. I thought of it as a short film first, but uh, I couldn't quite gel on how that might work. thought it might be a montage of sorts story about a normal guy. The point being that there are moments in a quotidian life that are valuable. Uh, So much of culture and society today is, is around these epic moments Uh, Trying to make everything an epic moment, but uh, I Really think that there is value in uh, Some of the simpler things in life Uh, So I wanted to talk about that and Hence the amazing adventures of nothing man today being the first day And because it is about just the quotidian nature of life I'm gonna talk about what is foremost on my mind Uh, it is September 11th 2020 pretty significant day in history I mean the September 11th has been 19 years since the World Trade Center incident Um, So, it certainly sheds some perspective for me when I hear talk about people who were born after that incident and uh, are now eligible to vote in the next election, which is another big topic of the day, but not my focus for today, and neither is the 9-11. Of course, the coronavirus pandemic is happening right now too and uh, seems to be exploding. I mean, I read a lot of uh, news in the last two days that might suggest that uh, things could get a little hairball here in the fall winter. But that's not what I'm going to talk about either. I'm just mentioning that in the form of some context. Um I am way too self-involved to be concerned, although I am concerned, but marginally. So with those epic events of the day, it's, sometimes it's just hard to digest all of that. So, you know, unfortunately for me, I have to focus on me. I've got some things that I need to take care of, and uh, so I'm focused on that. And for the most part, it's going pretty well, trying to set up a decent life for myself. And when I say decent, I'm just talking about the basic amenities, you know, food, health, lodging, housing, some recreation, some fun, all those I've got pretty well down. I've got a good job that can provide for all those other things. I mean, that's the easiest way to provide for all those other things. So, uh, you know, in the midst of this pandemic and the financial crisis that it has spawned, I feel fortunate that I can take care of myself. But unfortunately, there is one element that is still missing, and that is love. And I'm sure. Most of you guessed that just because I didn't mention it, not because you necessarily know me, but if you did know me, you would know that that has been something that I've been struggling with since I was an adult. Actually, since I was three or four years old, I have always liked women. I find them amazingly intriguing uh, from a young age. But there are only a few who have really triggered the bonding instinct in me. There's some women I'm intrigued by, but uh, have no desire to spend extended periods of time with. I've said that before, and people find that kind of harsh. But unfortunately, it's a succinct way of describing my feelings. But there are others that uh, I just can't get enough of that... Um, I want to spend you know all day every day with and sometimes that's a transient thing but it usually if it's going to be transient it it happens pretty quickly i might have a couple weeks month period where i'm just enthralled but you know for for some reason some of them just fall off i lose interest there have been several throughout my life that have triggered the bonding instinct in me. That's what I call it. I don't know if that has meaning for you, but I do feel like it is kind of an instinctual thing. I feel compelled towards these women. Not that I necessarily want to, you know, dominate them or fuck them or whatever, but just want to be with them. They just make my heart warm i don't know i was listening to uh chris ryan's tangentially speaking recently found him and uh enjoy his podcast very much as i do i went back and started from the beginning of his work i uh came to an episode that was really spoke to me just because of where I was. He had Sandra, the sex nerd as his guest. Chris expressed the opinion that uh, one of his pieces of advice to people is to dispense with potential partners, you know, romantic dating type of situations, quickly if it's apparent that it's not going to work out. His point was you're just wasting everybody's time. And interestingly enough, I was listening to this as I was driving three and a half hours to Charlottesville, Virginia, to meet with a friend of mine who lives in Philadelphia. And This is someone I've known for a long time, eight years, some big gaps there. We worked together in Santa Barbara, California, at a company, a corporate environment. She was young when I first met her, but just Stunning. I remember I first met her, and my first thought was, "Wow, there is someone who has really transcended affectation." Uh, she was her presentation was just so plain and unpretentious, um, but still looked amazing in my eyes. Part of it was her smile. I mean, she's just got a fantastic smile, but she has this energy that is just addictive, or it's amazing. Uh, So I was immediately taken with her, and over the period of the first several months, got to know her. You know, I was in IT, I was and you know help desk and user support, so I got to set her computer up for her, and I would stop by her desk and to get to know her. Uh, We would have some great conversations. She was just so fun and cool and unpretentious. She was considerably younger though, so I kind of held my distance and within short order, she was new to town and she started dating someone. That was cool, we were friends. She seemed to be happy and so I was happy for her and him. But that didn't lessen my admiration of her at all. And as we worked together and spent more time together at company functions and softball games and things like that, nothing she did deterred me from having just the utmost affection for her. We kept in touch, though, somehow. Facebook is amazing for that. We saw each other a couple times. She had come to California, and we made a point to get together we played golf she took up golf and loved that which for me if you don't know is just my favorite thing to do so uh that was cool visited her in her home in pennsylvania we hung out we hit balls i had dinner and it was cool i enjoyed it i mean she confided in me about her current romance and uh I, tr- I tried to be supportive of it. I respected that she was in that relationship and was tried to be a good friend. But then uh, that kind of dissolved and we kept closer in touch. She got more into golf and that gave us common ground. Started talking more. Started finding out more about her life. And at some point she decided that she wanted to visit me. She wanted we wanted she wanted to play golf. She was stir crazy because of the covid thing. Granted, she was a traveler, she loved to travel and hadn't traveled during the whole covid things. Getting out of town was fun for her and I was willing to do it and so we decided to meet halfway in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And uh you know, I wasn't sure what to make of it. I had told at least one friend, uh, that I had this ongoing relationship with this woman that was kind of odd for me. We talked so much. It was texting every day and phone calls and, and I wasn't getting tired of it. And that was kind of the odd part of it. So I was really enjoying it. So, I mean, he expressed to me that I should you know, maybe express my feelings to her that maybe that's what it would take to take it to the next level. She's still quite a bit younger than me, but she's such an iconoclast that I, and she has expressed no interest. I even asked her specifically if she was interested in having kids and she said, absolutely not. So for me, that age thing really comes to bear if you're talking about starting a family, but if you're not then love is love and we were very compatible i'm you know an arrested adolescent and she's kind of old for her age she's an old soul we've been working for about the same period of time because she started at a very young age and i didn't start till a late age so there's some intersection there that i thought was working, but she didn't really give any indication that that's what she was interested in uh, when we went to Fredericksburg. So we had separate hotel rooms, and my expectation was that we would play some golf and have some fun. But uh, somewhere along the way, I just had this overwhelming desire to hug her, believe it or not. I mean, that's what it was. I just wanted to touch her um and hug her and kiss her i mean but hugging was really the thing that was overwhelming me and uh you know a part of it also was just wanted that casual touching um every time i touched her though she kind of recoiled you know that was an indication to me that that kind of was not on her agenda but uh i was overwhelmed with, with desire i mean it really wasn't sexual but it it was affection as i described it to her later and i tried to suppress that and i didn't say anything about it Uh, i knew you know that uh, i was trying to wait for that topic maybe to come up but it never did and so you know we had a great three days two days Played a couple rounds of golf in the rain, but had fun, had some good meals, and uh, parted ways. You know, shortly after that, uh, she expressed an interest in doing another trip. And I thought, wow, I really didn't turn her off. Or, I I don't know, I was kind of surprised. I really thought that I had uh, tipped my hand. I thought it was obvious that I was just yearning for her. but she didn't pick up on that at all or maybe she did and she was just a little afraid to pursue it i wasn't sure i agreed you know to do it again why not it was great um i loved traveling to play golf we saw some great golf courses in fredericksburg virginia we did a little research and found out that charlottesville virginia was nearly the same distance a little bit longer drive for her but uh, she agreed to do it and so again we booked separate rooms in the same hotel made a couple tea times at some golf courses and rendezvoused there and this is when i was listening to chris ryan's podcast with Sandra the sex nerd uh and he was saying just dispense with these relationships that aren't going anywhere and as soon as he said it i mean i thought okay he's talking to me but then Sandra, the sex nerd countered him by saying no there's something really intoxicating about people who are that way for us she expressed what i was talking about there's just certain people That make your head explode and being around them is just a pleasure and so why not indulge in that pleasure and Chris made the point that it's just delusional and I think that she made the point that yes it's delusional but why not indulge in delusion so you know that was an interesting conversation to hear right as I was pulling into town When I got to the hotel, she was already there and waiting for me. And uh, our greeting was cold, to say the least. Uh, Not even a one-arm hug, which is what I'd gotten in Fredericksburg and considered an indication that hands were off. So that's fine. You know, like I said, I kind of guessed what was going on, but I didn't quite know. But again... Uh, That feeling just overwhelmed me. We played golf the next day at a gorgeous golf course, Birdwood in Charlottesville. Just a fantastic golf course. And it was a really nice day. And it was awesome. I had a great time. We were paired with another twosome. It was two men that were at least as old as I was. Uh, One of them was kind of an alpha. He had heard he asked if I was any good and I told him, "Well, I'm a single digit handicap." And he got all fired up. He was going to beat me. He wanted to beat me. And I started out great. I parred like the first 5 holes and he couldn't get the honors and he was determined to get the honors. But at the same time, he was intrigued by my friend and he had asked if we were a couple or friends right at the first tea. so they talked which was normal I, you know but i have to say i was jealous <laughs> whenever she talked to him uh, it really struck that jealousy nerve with me and i recognized it and thought wow that is just so weird uh, but i couldn't control it i started you know, having feelings in the middle of that golf round that I couldn't really control. Uh, they just seemed so organic and so wholesome that I couldn't control it. I, I felt like I should, but... And I tried. I mean, I didn't do anything. I didn't touch her or just kiss her or anything like that. I mean, I thought about it. I but I, I definitely controlled that whole thing. And then... We finished up and went back to the hotel and took a little break and got together for dinner that night. Went downtown Charlottesville, going out to dinner. It's was exciting. I hadn't been out to restaurants, but just being with her, she dressed up a little bit and looked super cute. And what can I say? We were talking. At one point, I said to her, I had feelings for her, but it was kind of out of left field. Um, We were talking, just having a conversation about something. And I was like, well, you know, you know, I have feelings for you, too. I mean, and I expected her to say something like, yeah, I've been sensing that. I really didn't expect it to go well, but I felt like I had to say something. It got to the point where we were just, you know, it was the elephant in the room as far as I was concerned. So, uh, you know, she said that she was surprised and kind of acted shocked in a way. I mean, her initial reaction was, no, no, don't say that. You can't have feelings for me. I heard that. uh, But I felt like the topic had been broached and it needed to be explored. So, I... told her that I was overwhelmed with these feelings of affection for her and wanted to be able to express them. And she just was like, no, that's not going to happen. And things ended cordially. It was probably, I don't know, maybe a five minute discussion, maybe 10, but it was relatively short. We kind of wrapped it up and moved on to another topic. We had planned for three days, Played golf on Saturday. Sunday, we went to Monticello. Had a really good time. No tension, just fun. No touching or anything, you know, nothing like that. It was just strictly friends. Had dinner that night. Again, it was just fun. I was just in heaven. I mean, it was, you know, after dinner was over, she looked at me and said, so now what do you want to do? And all I could think of was that I wanted to kiss her. But I knew I couldn't say it, so I didn't say anything. I just kind of shut up and looked away and she kind of didn't even ask or just kind of moved on. And we started walking back to the hotel. The restaurant was in walking distance of the hotel and she asked me again, so now what do you wanna do? And again, all I could think of was I wanna kiss you right now. And so I knew I couldn't say that didn't say anything, just held my tongue, just kind of shook my head, kind of quietly walked back to the hotel, took the elevator up. We were both on the same floor. She went one way after the elevator. I went the other way. I mean, she kind of looked at me quizzically like, what's going on? Or I don't know. It was, but I couldn't, say anything. Uh, she's like, okay, tomorrow, you know, this is our plan. And I just kind of waved and walked away. I was just for clempt I mean, uh, just overwhelmed. And so, you know, that whole night I was just in torture. I, uh, I thought about just leaving. Um, you know, just going home. You know, my imagination being the imaginative one that I am, I... Just couldn't stop thinking about her. I just wanted to be with her. I, and I, to know that she was just a couple doors down was just maddening. So I didn't get much sleep. Did a lot of pillow hugging. You know, shed a few tears cause it was apparent that she was not into it. I was sad. What can I say? But decided to persevere. You know, we had one more day of golf. I love golf and you know, it's not her fault that this, she doesn't feel this way i mean it's I i can't expect someone to have feelings for me so you know got up we played golf unfortunately i was i couldn't talk to her i was, it was very cold in the morning I, you know just one word answers and matter of fact i was just afraid i was going to cry in front of her i just or beg or something i just it felt like if i kept my mouth shut i wouldn't say anything stupid But if I started talking, I didn't know what I was going to say. So we both got in our own cars because we were driving home after the round and drove to the golf course. And, uh, you know, I collected myself. We got to the golf course, and I was more calm, I guess is a good word for it. But we had a good time. We played golf. And then we had lunch at the golf course. After that, and again, I was just I was afraid to say something stupid, so kind of kept to myself. Um, we walked back to the cars, and and she said, "Drive safe." And I just kind of waved. I mean, I, again, I was on the verge of tears, so I just didn't want to do anything stupid in front of her. So, got in my car, and started driving home just like that is so sad but she's obviously not into it but then i turned on tangentially speaking with chris ryan and the next episode was a guy named bruce lisker who had been falsely convicted of killing his stepmother uh and spent 26 years in jail but had gotten out had been exonerated and uh, Chris had him on to interview him, uh, more about what life was like afterwards. And as Chris said, he had met him at a party and was just astounded at how happy he was, not bitter. What's the opposite of not a bitter? Uh, He was well adjusted and, and seemingly leading a happy life. And so wanted to talk about that, how he was able to go through that ordeal and maintain a sense of balance and perspective. So again, in a lot of ways, this was just perfect timing for me because I really felt like the world had ended. But after hearing his story, it certainly gave me some perspective where I was like, okay, you're overblowing this. Uh, She's a great girl, but not the only girl in the world. And there's plenty of other things going on so it was you know awesome perspective and really what i needed at the time it kind of brought me off the ledge i was still sad but you know it just gave me some perspective and so then interestingly enough the very next podcast i listened to it was with joe rogan and Duncan Trussell. uh, They did a little three-way, one of their series. It was like their third one or something. And early on, they started talking about guys who were complaining about not getting enough sex, either from their wife or from women in general. And at one point, I think it was Joe Rogan kind of Spoke up and said, you know, if you're not getting laid, take a look at yourself. Would you want to fuck yourself? And, uh, you know, that was some hard medicine for me, too. I have not taken care of myself over the last couple years. This woman that I was with is super fit. She's a workout bunny. Uh, so, you know, asking her to be intimate with this It was really asking a lot. So that also was just a tremendous amount of perspective. But at the same time, I was not convinced. You know, I I like to think that it was not my delusion. But clearly, there's delusional elements of it. But, you know, I've got these counter narratives in my head of women saying no, but... not meaning yes per se, but not meaning no or can have their minds changed. I've had several women in my life who have uh, said no to me and then years later have said, I made a mistake then. I didn't appreciate what you were offering and I'm interested now. And it's always been too late. I'm just can't do it. I've tried and it's just I'm ruined on them. So that was playing in my head. And it just, she had said some things about being kind of bored with her life and how much she admired me for, you know, making bold decisions and living outside the box and kind of wished she could do that. And so I felt like she was in a place where she might be interested in, you know taking a walk on the wild side delusional yes certainly a part of it but i rationalized it and and so when i got home i uh texted her that i got home because she asked me to do that and apologized for being kind of remote um and just told her i had a hard time she responded to that when she got home i'm home and no worries, I had a good time, so i didn't know what to make i hate I hate texting i wasn't sure what to make of that. My first reaction was that that was extremely conceited uh, that she was just saying. And you know, that doesn't matter about your feelings as long as I had a good time. That's all that matters. After I settled down, I realized that there could be other ways to interpret that. So I'm like, okay, it's just texting. So I'm just going to give it, her the benefit of the doubt that she was just saying that uh, I didn't turn her off or creep her out. And she had a good time, which I, I was glad to hear. I, I wanted her to have a good time. didn't want to ruin it for her. For whatever reason, I guess I was still a little perplexed about that response. Now that I think about it, I decided to provoke another response. And I texted her back the next morning. I had a good time too, for the most part. I just wish we had slept together. Uh, Something about sleeping so close to you, but not being able to touch you or something like that was torture. I said, I hugged my pillow as hard as I could, uh, but it didn't help. She said, I'm sorry, but I've never felt that way about you and never will. I realized that she was probably trying her best not to lead me on. She did say, I'm sorry if I led you on. So she was probably just trying to pour cold water on that. Um, you know, freezing cold water, and do her best to not encourage me, which I understood. But again, I'd heard that before, Um, and it turned out not to be true. Um, So I wanted to understand that a little bit better. And it also occurred to me that when I said, you know, I wanted to sleep with you. It could have been construed as carnal, I want to fuck you kind of thing. And I didn't want her to feel that way. I mean, like I said, that really was not my motivation. And I wanted her to understand that. And it was a bad choice of words for on my part. You know, I was literally talking about sleeping with her, not having sex with her um but i know that when you say sleep with you most people understand that as having sex so told her that i'd like to talk to her because i had some things i wanted to clarify and so we got on the phone she she was happy to talk to me I, i i don't know i froze up i did not explain my position well at all i asked her if i had creeped her out Um, which was a terrible mistake because it kind of led her down a path of yeah as a matter of fact that is kind of creepy and i tried to explain to her but in terrible fashion that it was all about affection and it was not about sex per se but it didn't really matter to her and it was apparent Uh, her position was that you know, we are just friends, and that is it, nothing more. And that's how I'm willing to deal with you. And if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. I mean, she was in that mode. She was very cool. But I frankly had to tell her, I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. And that's how we left it. And it was just like, okay, we'll keep in touch. She said, the ball's in your court. I thought about it, thought about it hard. You know, I thought, well, I'm really screwed up here. That was just inappropriate was obvious that she just wanted to be friends and i crossed the line i felt bad that i had kind of put that kind of thing onto our relationship but i don't know i was like why did i do that i, I mean i it, it seems like it was obvious but i just felt compelled to pursue it not only for myself but You know, it sounds a little egotistical, but for her, too, I mean, I I think I would be good for her. She needs to mix it up a little bit. She's had such a boxed-in life of very little variety or flair. And I got the impression that she was expressing that to me, that, that, you know, she was feeling stifled and bored. I needed to explore why I did that. And because of those things that I just mentioned, I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad thing. I mean, your best friend falls in love with you. Is that such a terrible thing? I mean, I'm such an evil guy that I've fallen in love with this girl, this woman. I mean, that's the stuff of rom-coms. I mean, when Harry met Sally, it's a, all kinds of them were, I mean, that's the whole deal where there's no, the no, 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 no. But eventually circumstances and there's a yes. And I thought those circumstances had kind of happened. We were both in a place where we needed a good friend and we started talking and it was blossoming. And so it was not that unreasonable that uh, maybe it could turn into something. So, you know, I wonder. She just seems so repressed that maybe she just needed a little nudge to come out of her shell. And it something that I was interested in. So I felt like I couldn't just let it go. I had to fight a little bit for it. A couple days later, emailed her back. And I said that, you know, I wanted her to understand that, you know, my intentions were honorable. I know a lot of people probably think that's bullshit, but honestly, I was, I understood the, you know, fraught nature of that relationship and was totally willing to take it slow. I actually preferred it. I think it was clear that she was... Not comfortable, but I thought maybe she might open herself up to it. And I, so I wanted her to understand that, that I was trying to be open with her. And I was really proposing, you know, that we take our relationship to the next step, not that we just have a one night stand. Which at one point during our phone call, she had said, You know, I'm not the kind of person who does that. And I was like, Unfortunately, did not respond to it at the time, but it really stuck in my craw. And I was like, What? does what? You don't express affection for people that you like. I mean, and people sleep together all the time. It's, it's not a bad thing. That's another thing I've gotten from listening to Chris Ryan. It's totally in our nature. It's a very natural thing to express affection through, you know, physical intimacy. So I didn't have anything to feel bad about, even though I am, you know, older than her, but... I still don't quite understand why people have a problem with that other than outside of the family building thing. There is somewhat of a power dynamic there, but... I mean, in this situation, she held all the power and always has. I mean, she is just on point. Uh, she runs her shit, and uh, I'm like the bumbling idiot, and she's gracious enough to help me out. Not like I was dominating her, being some kind of Svengali or something like that. Um, that, that in a way, that I thought was one of our compatible characteristics was we kind of each have bo- equal parts male-female and it it blended very well I thought. After I told her that I wanted her to understand my honorable intentions I then went on to say because for me it was am I going to apologize for crossing that line or not and I decided that I was not. That uh, there really was nothing wrong with what I had done. Not only that but It was right. I had a vision for... Us as a couple and it totally made sense to me and I think it would be great for her Uh, I think we would be very happy together for me the question is why are you so resistant to this why would you not want to be with a guy who you know you share common interests with and you love hanging out with and who's smart and cultured and can show you new things and can actually love you like you deserve to be loved and Her response almost immediately within a couple minutes was total cold water. You know, I want to be nice, but I'm not attracted to you. You don't have the characteristics that I'm looking for in a partner. Um, And I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't think it's healthy. So it was clear to me from that message, I got the clarity that I needed that she definitely was not on the same page with me about us exploring this you know extraordinary wonderful thing she was still in her mode where she wanted the standard thing in life which she had said to me two days earlier that she wishes she could break out of the mold but uh, evidently in this case there was not enough impetus to do it so i replied to her understood and you know that's the end of it we'll probably exchange a few messages still got some unfinished business from the trip as far as greens fees go but you know i think it's cordial during this period while the ball was in my court and i was thinking about it we've been texting each other about golf and casual you know frivolous stuff so uh you know it's somewhat strained but it's still cordial and that's, that's going to probably be how it ends. But I did have a vision for something really grand. And and she definitely poured cold water on it. So that's a little salty. But that is the story for today. 9-11-2020. You have been listening to The Amazing Adventures of Nothing Man, as told by John Kleimanhaga. Go to Kazi11.com, that's K-A-Z-I-E-L-E-V-E-N.com for more content from John.